Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Yes, we will, friends. And, you know, I don't know about you, but if you can understand what I'm saying, I'm paying more and more attention to this election and less and less attention to the primaries. More and more concern about the significance of this election and less and less concern about the significance of the primaries. And if last night's debate is any piece of evidence, well, (laughs) it just confirms me on that path. We've got a country to save. You know, some people say, oh, well, you know, it's premature to say that uh, that uh, President Trump has this primary wrapped up because uh, we're still a year, more than a year out from the election. And listen, I realize not only is a year plus in politics an eternity, a month in politics is an eternity. So much can happen in just a few few seconds. But some people will compare this to previous cycles and say, well, at this point in the election, so-and-so was ahead, but they didn't end up winning at this point. Such so-and-so was ahead, but then they got way behind. Yeah, but the dynamics are completely different here. It's an historic gap in the lead that President Trump has. And the dynamics, which we've been discussing and will discuss more, are that he has become an iconic symbol of the very freedom we have in America, whether he's a preference of of, of a voter or not, because of the totally unprecedented, we didn't have this in any previous election, weaponization of our system of justice, whereby we're using Marxist tactics of, of, of the opposition party prosecuting, trying to legally prosecute its political opponent. This changes everything. This changes everything. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's time It's time to focus on the general election. And let's stop this, 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 this nonsense of uh, just, uh, you know, pretending as if, oh, well, you know, let's figure out who our nominee should be. Seems to me that uh, people have already decided. Again, we respect everybody's opinion on this, but uh, really, friends, we got to look at the dynamics of what's going on here. So I want to pray from Psalm 109 because I think I want to take verses 1 to 5 and then skip to verses 18 to 21 because, you know, so many of the Psalms and, and so many of the scriptures overall, as you know from watching this program, are perfect commentaries and perfect prayers for what's going on right now in the attacks against America and the attacks against all of us, which crystallize in the attacks against President Trump. Listen to the words of this psalm. You'll see exactly what I mean. And we can take comfort that these indeed are the words of the Holy Spirit. So let's pray Psalm 109. Be not silent, O God of my praise, for wicked and deceitful mouths are opened against me. 
speaking against me with lying tongues. They encircle me with words of hate and attack me without cause. In return for my love, they accuse me, but I give myself to prayer. So they reward me evil for good and hatred for my love. He clothed himself with cursing as his coat. May it soak into his body like water, like oil into his bones. May it be like a garment that he wraps around him, like a belt that he puts on every day. May this, reward, may this be the reward of my accusers from the Lord, of those who speak evil against my life. But you, my God, my Lord, deal on my behalf for your name's sake. Because your steadfast love is good, deliver me. Let us pray. Yes, Father, we ask that you deliver us, for we have many accusers. We ask that you help us and save us, for we have many who hate us. We have love for this country. President Trump sacrifices himself and has love for this country, and yet he and we are repaid evil for good, attacks in return for love. Help our fellow citizens, Lord, who are not on board with this greatest political movement of all time, this great movement to save America and to make America great again. Awaken their consciences, Lord, to see that this indeed is the battle that at this moment in time we must engage in and respond to for the sake of faith, for the sake of freedom, for the sake of the dignity and value of life, for the sake of our prosperity and security, for the sake of our children and their children. Bless us, Lord, now as we reflect on the events of our times, in the light of your word and in the light of our commitment, which is the same as the commitment of our founders. We pledge our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor to the values of your kingdom and to the freedom we have in your spirit and to the dignity of life which you have revealed to us, O God, by becoming human yourself in Jesus Christ. We praise you for that. We ask you to lead us all to salvation. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, friends, remember, as we pray for America, we want to pray for you too. So always be feel free to let us know your prayer intentions in the comments. So let's uh, just hit on a couple of news items here. Menendez, Senator Menendez from New Jersey. Well, he had this coming because he's already been charged with uh, bribery in the past. You remember in 2017. He was uh, acquitted there at that time, barely, but uh, this is not the first time that uh, these charges of bribery has come up against him. He's accused of accepting cash gifts and gold in exchange for influence over policies that benefited the Egyptian government. Now, you've heard this. You're familiar with this. He was in charge of the highly powerful Foreign Relations Committee, and since Egypt is the beneficiary of billions of dollars from the U.S. in, in aid. Uh, there have been suggestions that that aid should be cut as a result of uh, many human rights abuses in the country. So if he was the chair of this committee, he was in a strong position to keep the money flowing. So you see the, the uh, quid pro quo here. 
So look, everyone is innocent until proven guilty, whether it's Menendez on the Democrat side of the aisle or President Trump on the Republican side or, or anyone else. But look, the ridiculous thing I want to point out here was his comment the other day, and I just had to laugh out loud and scratch my head and, and just, again, wonder at how we've gotten to this place. He actually suggests that he's, barely, he's being unfairly targeted because, drumroll please, it's what the left always resorts to, because he's a Latino. They can't get this racism out of their system. They can't get this identity politics out of their DNA. They can't do it. They can't have, friends, they can't have a rational discussion about anything. And God forbid you disagree with them. Oh, 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 you're you're a racist. What is he saying here? That, that never mind what the evidence, the gold bars that were found in this. And never mind his position with you know with Egypt, the thing I just said. Never mind, never mind. No, no, no. It's because I'm a Latino. Could you please give it a rest? Everybody on the left, you know, you talk with your 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 some of your friends and, and people out there, and maybe some of them even watch this program. You folks are deranged. Would you stop? Would you just recognize the absurdity? Because you keep going down that track and you put on those anti-racism, I put that in quotes because it's actually racist when they're so concerned about racism at every turn, you become the racist. Do you take off those glasses and you see the whole world in this one tone? The problem is this, you can't have constructive discourse anymore. And peace in our society, and progress for freedom demands that we are able to look with some measure of objectivity. Nobody's 100% objective. But come on, do you really, Menendez, do you really have to say that? Do you really have to inject race in? I'm so, so sick of this. So that's one thing I wanted to point out. Another very happy development. Welcome Mayor Eric Johnson of Dallas. Did you see this? This Democrat mayor of Dallas became a Republican recently. And I just wanted to comment on this because it's, again, it's something that we've said again and again that hopefully will fuel success and victory in this upcoming election, that enough people realize how bad it has gotten. It's no longer a conceptual debate. It's a lived experience of the fallacious, erroneous, destructive nature of the Democrat policies. This is what happened to Mayor Johnson. I hope I have a chance to meet him one of these days. I go to Dallas a lot. And it's like he said, well, let me just read some of his own, his own words. He wrote, a, uh, he wrote an op-ed on, on this. I think it was for the Wall Street Journal. He said about the... the uh, method by which he was governing um, uh, Dallas. He said, my priority has been to make the city safer, stronger, more vibrant. That meant saying no to those who wanted to defund the police. It meant fighting for lower taxes and a friendlier business climate. It meant investing in family-friendly infrastructure like better parks and trails. That approach is working, he said. Alone among America's 10 most populous cities, Dallas is the only one 
that has brought down violent crime in every major category, including murder, year over year for the past two years. In a recent Gallup poll asking Americans to rate the safety of major cities, Dallas came out on top. Congratulations. Let me go on later on his article. He says, the future of America's great urban centers depends on the willingness of the nation's mayors to champion law and order and to practice fiscal conservatism. And these have become a characteristic, he says, a defining characteristic of the Republican Party. Unfortunately, he goes on to say, many of our cities are in disarray. Mayors and other local elected officials have failed to make public safety a priority or to exercise financial restraint. And so he um, summarizes this by saying that um, I'm, I am changing my party affiliation to Republican. And he says, still with my change in party affiliation, I recognize the number of Republican mayors leading the nation's 10 largest cities has increased from zero to one. This is hardly a red wave, but it is clear that the nation and its cities have reached a time for choosing. This is not not an abstract debate. This is lived experience. God bless that mayor of Dallas. And I think this is what happened. What's happening with a lot of voters? We, we, we. I shared with you this statistic. Let me repeat it again. It's worth repeating. It's worth memorizing. Thirteen percent of Biden voters in 2020 have now switched their allegiance to Trump in the presidential election. You say, well, okay, but how many have gone the other way? Only four percent. You see where the the flow is moving. of Biden voters in 2020 are now going to vote for Trump. Only 4% of those who voted for Trump are now going to vote for Biden. Why in the world would you? You're on some kind of of hallucinatory drugs? That's 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 what I think about when I see the statistics. And even though the vast majority of Americans believe the country's on the wrong track, where in the world are those who think it's on the right track getting that that conclusion? Again, I think they're they're just on drugs. 72% of citizens, is another recent polling statistic, are concerned, 72%, and 45% very concerned that we're now living in a police state. Now, I mentioned to you about uh, two men that uh, I've come to know to to a certain extent and am always, always happy to interact with and learn from uh, Dinesh D'Souza and also Dan Bongino have partnered together to produce a, a movie that's going to be released in theaters on October 23rd and 25th, Police State. And you can get the tickets at policestatefilm.net. Policestatefilm.net. Go there. You want to take some concrete action here about waking up the voters. Policestatefilm.net is where you can go to purchase tickets. Watch this film. This is going to be. Very powerful. So the second debate was held in the Republican primary. I'll be honest with you, I didn't even watch it. Uh, I'll go back and, and, and take a look, but I was more interested in seeing President Trump's comments from Michigan. I thought that was the right thing for him to do. 
why elevate people who are so, so very far behind in the polls. It's not like he's hiding his positions. He's giving a public talk, for goodness sake, at the same time as these others are debating. He's not hiding his public positions from anybody. He's not afraid of any media. You see him jumping on Meet the Press and jumping on all these other. He's not afraid of anything or anybody. So that's ridiculous. To call him a coward like some of these clowns are doing, that's absolutely, totally ridiculous and absurd and contradicted by all the evidence. Come on. It's clear why he's doing this. It's a politically wise thing. Why are you going to give uh, Why are you going to give seven, eight other people the chance to just pile on top of you with their anti-Trump rhetoric and 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 Trump derangement syndrome that at least some of them seem to have? And 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 you know why? Why why would you do that? Why would you do that? It, it was just. I don't know what what you thought if you saw uh, the commentary I've heard. It's, it's just. Boring. Just not not consequential. We've we've got to focus our attention here on these big picture dynamics that I've just been talking about. That that the very nature of the country, like it or not, has now crystallized a, around one man and one movement. The movement is not about the man, as he always says, President Trump. It's about us. It's about freedom. It's about power to the people. But with this, you know, if there weren't this weaponization of government, look, if the Democrats had not constantly overstepped their bounds and they, they and they don't know how not to do it, and that's one of the reasons for hope on our side, that they don't know when to stop because they're lunatics, they're deranged. They don't know when to stop. And so you're going to have police state. You're going to have 72% of the people believing that we're in a police state. You're going to have 13% of voters go, going from, 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 from Biden to Trump while only 4% go the other way. You're going to continue to see this. It's going to continue. And that's even without the additional issue of the ongoing evidence, and I'll speak more about this in another program. We know that the impeachment inquiry has begun. I'll have some comments on that as we let's just absorb a little bit more what it is that's happening with all of that. But um, you know, some have felt that the one the one ridiculous thing that you always have to push back on is the idea that oh, you know, the Democrats like to say this. Oh, the Republicans don't have any evidence. We're going to go into that in, in some detail on, on another night. They don't have any evidence of corruption uh, reaching Biden. Oh, really? You've ignored all the evidence, all the testimonies, all the documentation, and, and the, 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 the whistleblowers and the forms and the, the FBI forms, and, the, and on and on and on. There's plenty. Listen, unless what you're looking for is a video of Joe Biden walking away with a, with a, with a bag of that says, uh, you know, dollar sign on it and, you know, courtesy of China, walking away with this bag, unless that's what you're looking for, you've got all the evidence that you ever need. You see, they go into fantasy land all the time, these Democrats. Oh, I don't have any evidence. That's the same kind of fantasy that says that, you know, the guy standing there, what it was from CNN, with the, the, the bur buildings burning behind him and say, oh, yeah, it's a mostly peaceful demonstration. That's the fantasy when you see the, the, the images of the people trudging across the, 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 the river there to get into the United States from foreign countries or climbing through the barbed wire as if that's some kind of acceptable legal way of entering the country when there's a bridge right above them where there's a port of entry that they can enter legally if they, were, if they cared about obeying the law. And they say, oh, yeah, the border's secure. 
The border's closed. These people are deluded. They're psychotic. They're broken with reality. Sorry, but that's the that's the case. What do you do? And, and a baby in the womb, who's clearly a baby. You just have to look at the pictures. You just have to learn a little bit about the biology with the heart beating at only 21 days with all the organ systems in place at the end of, of eight weeks. Eight weeks in the womb. You've got thousands of body parts already in that baby that you and I have today. And it's like, okay, but that's not a baby. Or that's only a baby if I choose to say that it is. Just like they say, you're only a man if you choose to be. Or you're only a woman if you choose to be. These people have broken with reality. They can't tell the difference between a baby and a, a bob, lob of tissue. They can't tell the difference between reproductive freedom and violent murder. They can't tell the difference between an open border and a closed border. They can't tell the difference between a disastrous and embarrassing retreat from Afghanistan and a successful withdrawal. They can't tell the difference between a good economy and a bad. They can't tell the difference on any of these things because they don't want to because they have their own agenda, which is a concentration of power. We're going to get into that. Let me plug once again Mark Levin's latest book, The Democrat Party Hates America. We're going to get into this chapter by chapter in, 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 in the upcoming programs. But I just wanted to say a word about some of these breaking latest things. Another book coming out called Corrupt by Dick Morris. Corrupt, Biden Family Dark Money. That ends up being the, the, the final title of the book. Corrupt, Biden Family Dark Money. Boy, is he going to go through not only the evidence, but also not only what Biden got, all the tens of millions of dollars that poured into his family, but what he gave. We've talked about this before. What he gave in return. What did China get? What is China still getting from the Biden administration in return for those millions of dollars? Dick Morris goes into that in his book. We'll be talking more about that here as well. You know, there's another boast. Again, you see the deceptiveness of these Democrats. About unemployment. You'll hear them say, oh, you know, unemployment is very low, as if this is anything for them to boast about. It was President Trump who brought unemployment across the board in all the different communities, demographics of America, brought unemployment to historically low levels, in some cases unprecedented levels. But now these Democrats want to boast the same thing. We got to say, hold on, not so fast. There are tens of millions, I understand this, when you say the unemployment rate and you start looking at numbers and percentages, that's looking, okay, at the people who want to work. When you measure unemployment, you're measuring how many people are looking for a job but can't get one. That's what you're looking at with that statistic. But it's not unemployment alone that, that matters as a statistic. It's underemployment. In other words, how many people have totally just dropped out of the workforce and they're content not to work? That's not among the unemployed. That's among simply the, 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 the people that they don't want to be employed. Tens of millions have dropped out of the labor force entirely. Of those under age 25, only 25%, only a quarter of them are in the, in the labor force to begin with. Is that good for the country? Are you looking for a job? You ask these people and say, no. 
I'm content. I'll be at home, you know, in the basement. Hey, just like Biden gives the example of that. I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. And therefore, what happens is the labor force gets older and older. Many jobs remain unfulfilled. And those who are getting older and older don't have the workforce uh, in the age groups underneath them to sustain them. Don't be fooled. Remember to push back on people when they talk about this and say, look, it's not just about unemployment, it's underemployment. We've got a lot more to share with you. I just, where we, where are we in this 2024 election? Listen, all these dynamics help us. They might hurt. But the hope here is that whether it's the false accusations against President Trump, the declining economy, the, 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 the discontent with this nation, in the way that we are growing, the buyer's remorse in, 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 among the, the Biden vote, with all these things happening, that more Eric Johnsons, whether they are mayors or not, will realize, wow, things are bad because of the Democrats. And having been informed of they, where their instincts are then informed by books like this, wow, things are really bad. And you know what? I, I feel it. It hurts. And it's because of the Democrats. Will that get? Will that be enough for them to change their vote? Not necessarily. We've got to hope and pray and work that it does. We've got to pour fuel on the flames of that particular dynamic. That yeah, it's bad enough. It's confusing enough. It's crazy enough. I hear more and more citizens saying, "Yeah, this is clearly a battle between good and evil. It's not just between Republican and Democrat. It's between common sense and insanity. It's between good and evil." The more we recognize that, well, the more we'll be able to say, okay, it's time to do something about it. As Dan Bongino says, it's not that the Republicans are the solution to your problems, but the Democrats are the cause of them. Let's pray for wisdom among our fellow voters. Father, we, we pray for America. We pray for America. We pray for America with deep concern, Lord, but not with despair. We are in deep distress, Lord, but we are confident in you. We experience the accusations of the haters, but we know that our cause is just and is in your hands. We have many enemies, but we have you as our defender. Lord God, we are on the brink of destruction, but we are on a solid foundation in you. We see America teetering on the brink, but we know your kingdom stands forever. Lord God, it feels like David versus Goliath sometimes, but we know who wins that battle, and we know why. Continue to reaffirm our faith in you as we now pray in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Friends, I want to remind you, ProLifeVote.com, that's our election website. You want to be on top of what's going on and things you can do and training seminars you can sign up for and resources like these books coming out from Mark Levin and Dick Morris, well, ProLifeVote.com, bookmark that as a key resource as we continue on in this election, which we must win 
in which I'm confident not only because of my faith in America and my faith in God, but my confidence about you, the people of God. We're going to do the right thing. Thank you for being part of this great movement, and we will talk to you soon. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.